And good morning from All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. Putting us in a really uplifting mood with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love uh, that song. Oh, me too. It has such great memories for me. When I remember when it first came out. and we, I used to, when I first moved to New York, there was this bar that everybody used to go to after work called um, The Single Wing. And uh, I did that song would come out and every, you know, it was just like everybody got in this uplifted mood and just wanted to, they were bopping in their bar stools, you know. It's so, it, it makes you move. It, it's, it does. It's joyful. It really is just That's an incredible true. song. That is true. Incredible song. It's a great way to start the 12th. <laughs> But it feels uh, like September outside podcast. right now. <laughs> it really does. And I think I, I've been telling, I, I may have mentioned this to you. Um, obviously, decorating the house and all this kind of stuff. But I still feel like we are in September. I really do. Like, I am not registering that. We are officially beginning. Um, we're going into the 12 days of Christmas. And today's the... Uh, Virgin of Guadalupe Day for those in Latin, Central, South America. Um, mm -hmm. It's a big celebration. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, it's, I, it's just, it's kind of, I'm having a, a disconnect in my brain that it's actually, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually, actually December <laughs> because the weather has, uh, the weather is betraying us here in the Northeast and it, it hasn't been typical. Um, it got cold earlier this week, but now it's back up in the mid fifties. So it should be September. It should but be. It is not. <laughs> and oh, well. good morning, Ellie. I'm raising a glass of coffee to you with chocolate almond milk. I made mine a mocha <laughs> this morning. Um, God bless you for waking up so early to listen to us prattle on. I love it. <laughs> About everything and anything. <laughs> and all things SR, of course. Of course, it of is a, course. It is a, uh, it is a wonderful uh, topic of conversation. I'm so happy that we are able to get together this morning. Yes. As it we is, ease into the day, as oh yeah, Pam and I are both. Pam and I are both. Uh, uh, we just were sleepy heads this morning. Uh, very much so. When you get have a dog that wakes you up or a cat that wakes you up at five o'clock in the morning. Trying to get into oh. your to your room because you hear the trying to claw at the door open. Of course, when she claws it towards her, it's closing the door. But that's another story. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie says good night. <laughs> Never really slept. <laughs> okay. All right, Always Ellie. Good. That sounds like you had a well. Then that then you had a really good night. <laughs> if you if you're up all night. I like to I like to at least think if you're up all night it's for good causes, not because of not being able to sleep, which I also have many friends who are in that bucket. Uh, so, do you, yeah, do you, well, there's do a you, lot of. Uh, do you remember your last all nighter? <laughs> yes. I don't. It was a little too long ago. <laughs> and I think I was my last all nighter. <laughs> Unfortunately, my last all nighter was. Uh, work <laughs> was oh. working all night so sorry does that count uh, no was, it was I, all good stuff i was on a roll and i just kept going 
That's right. I that I I remember, and I said I just remembered I was this past summer was my last all nighter, and I was with Mr. Phil, who uh, uh, was in yes. the emergency room. So, anyhow, yes, it's uh, anyhow, yeah, chasing my cat That's around it. the dining room because she's she's being a pain in the ass. Anyway, she did a lot of good work on the notes though didn't she um, yes I, oh, and I see Christy joined this morning hello Christy good, good morning, to see Christy. you yeah I had um, a lot of help yesterday with the notes a lot of help more help than I, I needed <laughs> you don't know how many times I had to reset the uh, the document <clears throat> because somebody was I, on the keyboard someone did somebody delete did somebody delete content? <laughs> Thankfully, no, because as soon as I get up there, I saved. So, good. What can I Very tell you? Very good. What can I tell you? I know. Well, SR was on. SR was on a roll yesterday. Um, very grateful. I was uh, late getting the questions to him, so I saw him pop on Twitter, and I, I kind of jumped into a conversation he had and said, "By the way, <laughs> since you're online." I just wanted to let you know, I finally got the questions to you. (laughs) (laughs) Then he got back and gave the winky face and said, I check your inbox. (laughs) SR, the omniscient, right? He's always on top of things. Yes. Um, uh, Thank thank you for uh, SR's uh, graciousness in responding to my last minute emails. So. Um, he really is incredibly is dedicated uh, to re- including, responding and returning. Including our, um, late, our late emails getting to him and his answering it about five minutes before the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's, no, that's a good that's one, happened. too. Well, that was, that was my extremely late email uh, event. Um, he's usually pretty good about mm-hmm. it. And then, <laughs> Betty, you're cracking me up. Betty says the boss is like God. He is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So funny. So, so funny. And she said, he knows everything. Lori says, I felt like an eavesdropper, but I love the Red Room talk. <laughs> I miss that Red Room talk. I miss I'm going to have to go back too. and check. <laughs> Lori, t- do tell. Whose, feed, whose, whose thread was that? Because I need to go back and look. And all, and, and, and truth, I was in the midst of doing something um, on a self-imposed deadline, uh, writing for an executive of a major, <laughs> of a major health insurance company. Um, and I saw the notification pop up and I thought, ah, oh, this is, this is my <laughs> chance. And she wasn't referring to the red room, <laughs> which we're all thinking 50 shades of gray and Christian and Anna and, uh, the red room of pain. No, she said rec room. I need to wake up, Lori. That is hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Betty's like, who was in the red room? Yes. Well, I, she's referring to a, a Twitter thing that SR and I were going back and forth the other night about. He uh, had mentioned that he was in the rec room and he was he was at the bar and I and I said, ah, oh, great, you know, and he's got he had shy grugs or something like that and. I asked if you had an air hockey table since I'm champion air hockey player. Of course you are. Another <laughs> chapter for your book, Pam. And it's the it's the only game I'm good at, trust me. Uh-huh. I don't I I can't play pool. Pinball I'm not bad. Um 
video games of <laughs> I'm lost. So anyhow. <laughs> we'll have anyhow. to remember uh, yes. air hockey has to be a must a must do the next trip we're on. Yeah, and the air oh, hockey the f- the air hockey table is actually next to the foosball table, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, SR was in rare form. He's so he fun. It's fun. So. so much fun. And he has a lot of news this week. Yes, he does. He does. He uh, wants to let everybody know that the audiobook of Gabriel's Inferno in Russian is being released along with the printed good book. So that's good news for, the, for our Russian-speaking friends. Yes, that is. And I'm laughing at Betty because she said, unless Christian Gray is recording Red Room sessions on Zoom. I doubt he would do that. (laughs) Betty, you are cracking me up Mm -hmm. this morning. I love it. I love it. Let's just take a moment and think about that, shall we? Oh, God. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, so what other news uh, uh, Delray Adione in Italy put the Florentine series books on sale as part of their countdown to Christmas I so, love that mm-hmm. and I love the fact so many um, so many fans are uh, learning and working on their Italian mm-hmm. so um, Christy I'm looking at you and uh, I know Lauren and Mila and a ton of other people have been trying it out so that might be a nice opportunity Mm -hmm. Um, if uh, the Florentine series books are on sale for people to try. And um, (laughs) Betty just said, this reminds me, I was reading a scene from Gabriel's Inferno and Paul was going on about Dante tying Beatrice. That cracks me up all the time. That's all right. You know, and I, this is how bad my eyesight is getting when, when I first saw this, I saw Paul was going down. (laughs) Oh my God! Oh <laughs> my word! I do need to get my eyes examined and my get my prescription upgraded. I think. <laughs> I, I had to take a, I took a double look. Was that happening in the rec room or one of the circles of hell? Just tell me. <laughs> just I just want to know. I did, oh I, did have to, I did have to do a double take on that one. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that we've gone so far so fast, and that he <laughs> has only been uh, about thirteen minutes into the podcast until she brought up Paul. So I think that's fantastic. Oh my God, help me! So anyhow, <laughs> she said that's not a bad idea. I will be gentle on Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you would be. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm losing my mind. Uh, The other SR is also telling us (laughs) that he knows the Spanish-speaking readers are having difficulty finding his books, and he's looking into it. But it seems that Google Play is selling the ebook. So just in FYI, that's good to know. I I I remember we've heard a lot of about that through um, chats. And the fact that people are really looking for the books um, and really having trouble getting their hands on them. So mm-hmm. at least Google Play is giving them an option. So that's, that's good. That's true. And Betty and, still has her flogger. Thank you, Betty. <laughs> Mini flogger, excuse me. Um, yes. As I also wanted to remind everyone that the audiobooks of Gabriel's series are available to the Aussie and Kiwi readers. I believe I think that's Audible cool. and Amazon. Susie will be happy. 
And then, of course, there is the key set, or the key, oh, Jesus, I do need my eyes examined, or I need more coffee, one or the other. I, I know, I definitely need more coffee, I'm going to uh, <laughs> take another sip as you read through this. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Gabriel, the mini flogger was a gift from Christian Gray, very nice. Uh-huh. Um, the mini, the mini flogger, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my mind this <laughs> Oh my gosh <laughs> Do you want me to read this one? Go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. As as Pam is uh cracking herself up um in the in the midst of um uh, uh, in the midst of so many um, images of mini floggers and uh, red rooms um, what she was starting to do and say was about the Gabriel's Inferno key gift box which as you remember last week while we were on the podcast was announced by SR and uh, Passion Flicks and uh, some people automatically jumped on and ordered it um, within minutes of the announcement. So the Gabriel's Inferno tea gift box is still available through Sipsby and we're going to point the link on the um, in the chat box and mm. he actually picked the teas himself so he's hoping everyone enjoys them and then <laughs> betty's uh blaming you Lori. we're all eyes are on texas now um <laughs> she said this all started thanks to Lori. <laughs> miss <laughs> saying red room not rec room i love it i love it that is so funny. And hi, Josie. Hi, Tatiana. Good to see you this morning and afternoon. Oh, my <laughs> and God. Help me. We are, we are already laughing uh, hysterically this morning um, because earlier in the discussion, we were talking about Twitter and about uh, some of the conversations that SR was having on Twitter. Oh and uh, Lori wrote about the – she felt she was eavesdropping on the red room tweets and we're like what are those and she said oh i'm sorry i mean rec room so red room um, automatically makes us think of 50 shades of gray yeah, of and um <laughs> christian gray and anna and it's just been uh it's just been uh downhill from there so, yes, it has been. so you joined us at a <laughs> inopportune time because we are we're recovering from giggles and lots of uh, laughter. So, um, <coughs> so the <laughs> oh, Betty says I bet Gabriel's not as excited about a red room. I'm sure he's not. Probably not, based on his experience with Professor Payne. That's true. Um, I think that I think that triggers too many memories of him uh, losing control and, uh, and and hitting her, giving her giving her a piece of her a taste of her own medicine and that was a dark period for him so yes, it was probably not and uh as far as last announcement is uh, he's chatting tomorrow um the 13th and sr fans latin america l-a-t-a-m facebook page and uh there's a link for the group 
And that's yes. from 3 o'clock to 4 p.m. Eastern Sta Standard Time. So, uh, if you go to the World Clock, you'll be able to figure out where you're supposed to be. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm, I'm putting the link in right now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, well, you know, Betty's wondering if Snarky has ever been into the Red Room. I would bet, I would bet all of my money that Snarky's been in the Red Room. And so what the I fuck think, is this and walked out? <laughs> I think I think he would have um, made some very uh, funny commentary on uh, on what he witnessed in the red room. I'm sure. So mm -hmm. he would probably be stealing things to sell on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he probably would. Oh um, my gosh. Betty so. said, I don't doubt John Green, a.k.a. Sugar, has been in someone's red room. <laughs> that I don't doubt in the, in the least. And you Josie see, said, oh, I need to change the time of the carol sing then. Um, the Amazons are having a good that carol idea, sing. Josie, um, just because, you, as you know, um, when SR is on, um, if you can, when SR is on chat, a lot of people do try to join in, mm -hmm. um, even when it's on um, the Spanish-speaking uh, chats or some of the other uh, mm -hmm. languages. People will still try and tag in, even if they're not fluent. Um, so it's probably a good idea. Well, as he um, says, uh, as he says, whenever he, he's on the, uh, the Spanish language chats, they speak Spanish, Spanglish, and English. So. Always good. Yes. And uh, Anna says, Snarky, the entrepreneur. <laughs> he is. And he I is. love it. So, he, you know, he sells William's hankies and he make that. Hopefully, there he washes them. I think he usually does. And then uh, he tries to get into Gabriel's scotch all the time. So, I'm, 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 he is quite the character. <clears throat> so... Yes, I still, yes. I still would love to. I'm hoping SR does something else with Snarky at some point. I know, I know. It's such a he, such a beloved character in the uh, pantheon of of Gabriel, of Gabriel Inferno, and yeah, it's it would be really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm so eager to hear what his next project is. You know. Oh, you and me both. You meet both. I know. I know he's writing, but he, he's not really talking too much about it yet, other than the fact he's writing. But he always he's always been yeah. he's been teasing the last couple of weeks that there's some good other good news coming. Yeah, and that's and I don't yes. you know because I th I think the uh, the DVDs for Gabriel's in, uh, Inferno is are coming out this month this month sometime. I thought yeah. I thought that was the plan too, which is very yeah. exciting. And I, I and know I, everybody's showing snarky love. Mm -hmm. Tatiana says more of snarky, yay! Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. it would it would be really good, and I I know he's very excited about it. Um, yes, Betty, the boss is teasing us like Taylor Swift, but I don't think he's going to be dropping two books um, so close together like she did um, with the album. She she had she dropped her albums. Um, and uh, I think tomorrow's her birthday, if I recall. They were saying she she tied it into her birthday. She's turning 31 on the 13th, and 13's her lucky number. And 
um, I caught that because 13 is my lucky number. And I just said, oh, that, I think that's a fun little twist. Um, well, and obviously she can do it. So good for you, Taylor. Um, well, she, yes, I, Betty, I, Betty, I, Betty's like, well, he did just drop three films in 2020. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's this true. is true. I remember seeing Taylor Swift when she was 13 years old and she would go to this little coffee. It was a, 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 a coffee shop in Stone Harbor, New Jersey called Coffee mm. Talk. And Oh, I didn't realize she had played there. I know, yeah, she I know has. where that place. I know that place. I know where that is. Be before she recorded any albums or did any, you know, mm -hmm. got really into the music business, she she would, and she was writing her own songs at 13. And yeah. she would play there uh, every now and then during the summer. John Mayer played there too a couple times. I don't know why. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, again, very talented, very talented people. Mm -hmm. She She really is phenomenal if whether, whether regardless of whether you like her music or don't like her music her her talent is unbelievable yeah she and uh, she's from wyoming pennsylvania is mm -hmm, where she mm -hmm. grew up outside of reading um betty says i wasn't as excited about 31 like taylor swift hence i'm only 26 <laughs> And you know, Tatiana noted regarding SR, yes, three movies, but Passion Flicks usually mixes promo materials for movies. So DVD news may be the next. I agree with you, Tatiana. I think we're going to be hearing about that super soon. Well, um, as of my last birthday, I was 36. <laughs> I see what you did there, Pam. I see you. 36 <laughs> of the last day I stopped counting. <laughs> 36 years. <laughs> Um, now so. I, I, I'm celebrate, I celebrate how I, I celebrate every age and every mm -hmm. stage. Yeah, well, you got to. Cause not, well, not everybody has the privilege. That's you true. Know? So that's, that's why true. I try and remember people. I know a lot of people get down cause they're aging and I just try and remember, um, not everyone has the chance to have another birthday. So, um, and yes, Betty, Pam, does thank you, 35. Betty. Uh, Not a so. day older. <clears throat> <laughs> and, and you act like you're 25. 16. No, 16. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I think, I think you act maybe a little, a little older than a teenager. Okay. And, oh, Christy, yes. I love the way you think. Mm -hmm. Christy celebrates her birthday month. Mm -hmm. Yes. So. Very. And Betty says, I like to eat the cake, but I like to edit the number. A lady doesn't give her age. <laughs> and Josie said, when I turned 50, we had a karaoke party. Oh, my gosh, Josie. That must have been fun. I that love it. That must have been fun. That, you know, that's giving me an idea. Maybe we should have some kind of a Zoom karaoke party. Uh-oh. I don't, know, I don't know if we could pull that off. Josie, I'm that putting that out there because you're the music maestro there. Um, that could be ridiculously fun. Um, mm -hmm. And Christy says that's what happens when your birthday is so close to Christmas. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I actually, my high school boyfriend's father was a Christmas baby. And what they ended up doing is celebrating his half birthday like they did in Alice in Wonderland. And uh -huh. they like celebrated his birthday in June um, so that he would have uh, a special time because uh, – his his wife was the first person to do a special birthday party just for him 
because um, it always had been wrapped into the Christmas holiday. So <laughs> just I thought that was kind of a clever way to do it. That, that um, is, it is. <laughs> and Tatiana says, as SR, he is old in body, but young at heart. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josie says, the only age that matters is the one between your ears. I'm eternally about 38. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Betty says we might need bail money. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, we might. Yeah. Ashley bail likes money. the karaoke idea. And um, Tatiana is reminding us we'll have an Emerson Christmas party on December 19th. Yes, I did yes. see that. I was happy. I was happy to hear about that. Um, I think that will be a lot of fun. I'm, go- I'm mm-hmm. going to try and make that. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Betty says karaoke Christmas edition or a musical edition. (laughs) (laughs) We shall see, but I think that could be fun. So, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Me? Uh Um. Well, when we uh, (laughs) when we stopped on our trip uh, as part of our fifty states, seeing fifty states of the United States before we turned 50, Mm -hmm. um, we pulled up to a uh, little watering hole slash uh, neighborhood bar in uh, Holland, Michigan. Okay. Um, The the place was called the Tap Room, and there was a wooden shoe uh, because Holland was settled by uh, people from with a Dutch background, and Mm -hmm. they... Um, identify a lot with Holland, um, the country. So uh, they had a big wooden shoe. And and we walked in and we saw these flyers and they were celebrating uh, happy birthday, Miss Myrna, 75 years old. And there were like crock pots and they literally were having a potluck at this local bar for Miss Myrna turning 75. (laughs) And it was during karaoke hour. So what was going to be just a quick pit stop, um, to hit the bathroom mm-hmm. um, ended up being a couple hours uh, having drinks with the locals and singing karaoke. And at that point, we uh, coerced all of our, my, Suzanne and I uh, obviously will sing in front of anybody, mm-hmm. but um, Chris Reese never does. And um, she even got up while we sang, um, I Will Survive. <laughs> The, the disco hit from the 70s, uh, yes. made famous by Donna Summer. So, Janis um, Joplin is my go-to. That, that was the first one that um, popped into my head, but I actually um, love Shack by B-52s. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Janis Joplin, you so could nail that. I can totally see you doing that. Mercedes-Benz is one of my best. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, Pam. Uh-huh. Okay, you heard it here. Karaoke. Gonna do Mercedes Benz. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Won't you buy me one? So, oh, anyway, Lord. there's a um, song. I, I have to dig through my uh, through my files because I, I, I wrote a song about William for uh, Christmas, so I, and I can't remember the words to it. Yes, you so. did. I remember it was really funny. We should do that for our. I have holiday. to. I have to dig um, through. Like I said, I don't remember the words, so I have to go through and see if I can find it. Yeah, and, and Tatiana mentioned on the Emerson they're going to record the video message to the cast for Christmas. Um, so if you want to join, you can, which would be great. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you, Tatiana. And today is a carol sing. Josie has organized at one mm-hmm. p.m. 
Josie, I've been having trouble making them. I do want to join because I, that brings me a lot of joy. I love the holiday carols. Mm -hmm. Um, her go-to karaoke song, by the way, is White Rabbit. <laughs> I actually, um, White Rabbit, I actually asked for on a radio station. That, you know, you call in and the, the 97,000th caller will get a, a, a record album years and years ago. <laughs> and I, I requested White Rabbit. I got the Pearl album by Janice. Uh, <laughs> I was even on air. Well, <laughs> I love it. See? It was a, it was it was a taste of things to come. Who knew Absolutely. so many years later you would be podcasting about uh, Sylvain Reynard's and isn't that the truth? Who knew? That's the truth. Speaking of Sylvain yeah. Reynard's work, we should. <laughs> should we go into yeah, eight? since we're at halfway. Well, you know, we might. I'm almost. Clock hasn't rang should, yet. Um, Clock hasn't rang. I know yet. we're almost to halftime. So uh, yes. Uh, Lori's saying, I'm too much of an introvert. I would enjoy watching, though. I, I do come out of my shell. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think, Lori, we could coax you uh, to do a song. Uh, by but the way, okay Betty, Betty mentioned that she drinks naughty Christmas, or when she drinks, she sings naughty <laughs> Christmas carols. <laughs> we might have to, I don't know, Betty, you might have to do that on the Emerson. Just saying. Um, uh, I, I've been known. Betty says, I, I, I will I survive his 2020 song. <laughs> I've been Drunk Betty I've, slurs. My my naughty Christmas carol is I saw mommy blowing Santa Claus under the Christmas tree last night, and I have sang <laughs> that in a crowd. <laughs> we are going back. We are. This is full circle from where we were earlier today in our chat room. Yes. Yes. Um, and Tatiana, wishing you well. Thank you for stopping by. She says, "Girls, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, but have to go." Hugs and sun from Saint Petersburg. It was. <sighs> The first real winter day. L love and take care. You too, Have Tatiana. Thank you for stopping Tatiana. by. I'm so happy you stopped by. It is uh, such a blessing to have everybody who can join us from all over the place. So have a wonderful <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> and yes, Betty, Pam wins. Oh, Pam no, always wins. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's turn our attention to the chapter, shall we? Uh, we are in the midst of chapter. <laughs> we're in the midst of chapter eight, um, and as you remember, uh, Julianne kind of blanked out and uh, was not doing well as she was uh, about ready to take her shower. Um, Gabriel's quite concerned. And so it begins. Uh, Gabriel's looking at Julianne while helping her to the shower. Um, he wanted to make sure she would be safe, so he said he would shower with her. Um, and so Julianne had so much relief in her face when he said and that he would help her. Um, it made his heart break because he, of course... Um, he is the protector, right? Mm -hmm. He and Gabriel's promise that was one of the things he promised to protect her and Claire mm -hmm. and to take care of them uh, with every fiber of his being. And I love the fact that that title just permeates that theme permeates this book. Mm -hmm. And that is demonstrated again here uh, in chapter eight. So he helped her to her feet into the bathroom and the shower was still running and um, everything was fogging up and he removed uh, the blessed flamingo 
that he put in there to surprise her as a little bit of a payback from the night before. Um, besides, the shower didn't, the flamingo didn't need to be clean anymore anyway. It was clean enough, um, as I think he noted. And he took off his towel. I know everybody's thinking it's the white towel, not the purple towel, remember? Mm-hmm. And got in to help support Julianne. She looked at him wistfully, saying it has been a while that they showered together. Gabriel told him that they would need to remedy that soon and also to get more chocolate body paint. Mm-mm. Wink, wink. wink, wink. Um, By the way, Christy's got to run, so thanks for joining us, Christy. Oh, thank uh, you, Christy. And just in time, uh, you get to hear the halftime show. Uh, wish you well on the way out. And mm-hmm. as you head out, Monica's joining us. So, Monica, good afternoon. Bom dia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And off we go. You timed it perfectly, Monica. You wanted to hear the holiday carol? (laughs) (laughs) We always do well. So, anyway. I love it. Mm -hmm. So we're getting... (laughs) getting... And as Lori said, Merry Christmas, Monica. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Um, so they, and you know, that also as a follow-up Gabriel's comment about remedying that soon and the chocolate body paint, it also, um, was a follow-up to their conversation about, uh, his realization that it would be six weeks until they were able to, uh, make love again. And that was, um, a hard reality for him to, (laughs) him to take. Um, oh, and we will be quiet, Monica. It's a good thing that you didn't hear the first part of the podcast. We were getting exactly. a little rowdy. You might want to, you might want to listen in, uh, on that because it was a little bit ridiculous. Yes, it was. Um, so while Gabriel smiled, it was not a dull smile. He was watching over her like a mother hen. So he's being very gentle and very cautious with her because he was so concerned about her health. Um, he placed her hand on his hip that she, so that she would not fall. This was very much Gabriel the caregiver, and it's so amazing to watch his character development from, you know, that first scene in the book, Gabriel's Inferno, mm-hmm. to see how far he's come. Mm-hmm. So he gently guided her under the water. He's wetting her hair, rubbing her forehead, almost almost as a blessing. He's just being so, um, yeah, this, this kind of goes back to the, um, with this ring, Ivy wed, you know, I worship with this, I worship you, your body. It's, it's, it's this um, reverence for um, her and for taking care of her, um, body and soul. And, uh, he reached for the shampoo and was squeezing some in his hand. Roses, he noticed the scent. He missed the vanilla. And she explained it was new, but the shower gel was still vanilla. And he said, excellent, because he loves that, that smell of vanilla, because it reminds her, reminds him of when he first met her. Um, excellent train and he trained his eyes to the shower floor. Um, and you can see this again, if, if this wasn't on film, I think this would be a really, 
um, great scene because you could, he probably would glance down um, trying to make sure she doesn't notice that he's so worried and he's really looking to see if there are any signs of blood or mm -hmm. bleeding, um, but he wouldn't want to worry her about that. So, um, <laughs> Betty, Betty is on fire this morning. Betty, you are en fuego, my friend, en fuego. Um, mm -hmm. She said, Gabriel, say hello to your new friend for the next six weeks. It's your hand. <laughs> Cheers. And, and Monica, Monica says, yeah, yeah that, that hand is gone for a ride. Gone. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, little and stripey, yes. your ears are too little for that kind of talk, isn't it, little sweet girl? Oh, I know. <laughs> We're, we're all blushing here. Yes. <laughs> and Betty said, every time I hear roses, my heart breaks a little. It reminds me of Paul and my arch nemesis, Allison. <laughs> a cage fight. <laughs> cage fight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah, and Ashley also agrees with, with me. She can't wait to see this film on film. Um, so um, He's taking care of her leisurely. He's massaging her scalp, working the shampoo through her hair. You can you can imagine him being very um, lovingly caring for her. And Julia lifted her other hand, clutching him for balance. And as after he rinsed her hair, he used the vanilla soap, um, caressed her shoulders, neck, and swollen breasts. And he's being very very careful because he knows she's still recovering from the labor. And his thumb stayed a respectful distance from her nipples. And he was asking if she was still sensitive. And she said, um, yeah, I am. I'm a little bit. And as he's washing the rest of her body, his hand was moving lower. And he asked about, what about here? And she said, yes, just be very gentle. And he was, he was, this was a beautiful scene in terms of the caregiving, mm -hmm. um, just demonstrated how much he loved her and wanted to take care of her. And he watched her while looking in her eyes and he was being so, so cautious and careful. Mm -hmm. um, and Julia said that it reminded her of Umbria uh, when they first showered together and when he washed her in Umbria, their first trip to Italy. And um, he remembered, uh, Gabriel had a smoldering look on his face and Julia thought she was awkward and had said she, I was so awkward. And, um, Gabriel said he never thought she was awkward. And we asked SR, why was Julia still hard on herself? Uh, reflecting on their first time in Italy, saying she was awkward and questioning how Gabriel would put up with her, um, could put up with her in Umbria. Um, because that was one of the things she was saying. She's saying, I don't know how you would ever put up with me. Um, and because I was just so awkward and uncertain of myself. And SR said, I think that because Julianne is postpartum, many of her feelings are close to the surface, which is probably why she's reflecting on her past and remembering her first shower with Gabriel Nambria. So... And that makes sense that mm -hmm. the, the emotional roller coaster that postpartum um, brings is is real. Mm -hmm. And I think he mm -hmm. did a really good job of of uh, depicting that. Um, 
So Gabriel frowned uh, when she was being hard, hard on herself, and he took, he washed his hands before taking hers, and he said sincerely, um, honestly, I don't know how you put up with me, Beatrice. Never forget that. And he, he gently kissed her palm. He reminded her that he had left her in the orchard. He forgot her and treated her horribly until he remembered who she was to him. And he was haunted by his share of ghosts and the painful conversations they had in the orchard behind Richard's house. Yet she was still there. And Julia had winced at, at the memory of those painful discussions. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, through all of this, you were still there. And that's why she really has to let him take her to the hospital. So he wove, he wove he, that delicately in. Um, and yeah, Betty, poor Julia, she really was going through it. And, um, I think he, he, you know, he's incredibly worried about her Mm -hmm. and he wants to make sure she's safe. And as they had that walk down memory lane, he just connected it saying, look, you know, we've been through so much and I love you so much. And I really, really want you to give me permission to get you to the hospital. Yeah, so. he, he does worry about her. I mean, you know, you can tell how protective. I mean, and, and it is night and day from that first opening scene in Gabriel's Inferno. You know. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. And I'm I'm just laughing because uh, Monica had suggested that the Allison um, Betty fight would be a cage fight in a mud fight. Mm-hmm. And Betty had noted that if we have a mud fight, I have a feeling I might not be able to see anything once my glasses get smudged with mud. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes, I, I agree. And she also commented on the scene about that was smart. He was gentle and very persuasive. Mm-hmm. Even I would agree to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Anything Gabriel asked me to do, I would probably do willingly. Well, in, yes, in Ju- in, and in Julia's <laughs> defense, you know, she's, she's just gotten home from the hospital and, you know, right. she doesn't really want to go back. I cannot that I blame her. Um, right. And so she's leaning against him and she's pressing his, her cheek on his chest you know, trying to tell him that she doesn't want to go. And Gabriel's sitting there saying, you know, I really think you should take paternity leave now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, which she was not happy with. You know, because she, you know, if you remember in uh, Redemption, she, she's like, when she found out, finds out she's pregnant, it's, she gets all bent out of shape because she doesn't know what she's going to do about grad school and everything. And um, so she said she, she's talked, she balked at saying that she would take it early and then, you know, that she would be taking it in January. And Gabriel being Gabriel sort of clenches his jaw, but he, being a professor, he also knows a little bit about about students. And uh, he's a bit, uh, she said, but Julia continued that we had already lost, she'd already lost a week of school. And she, you know, she had told Greg Matthews, uh, the dean, that she'd be back as soon as possible. And he tried very, he, he was trying very hard and desperately hard not to tell her what to do. But it was obvious to him that she should start as soon as possible. And uh, she would not be in great shape for classes. And he was also trying to get her to the hospital, which was more pressing. So we asked SR, why why did Julia continue to resist taking maternity leave? 
And he responded saying she's facing a lot of pressure in her graduate program at Harvard and worried her department will miss her dismiss her as being not serious if she takes a leave of absence. So, um, and which, and Betty actually, yeah, Betty actually said, "Here's the part where I disagree with Julia. She just had a baby and she's going through a lot. Maternity leave is the best idea right now." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Julia, but as Sr. Just noted he she was so and she has been so concerned about being taken seriously and being able to continue her studies and and achieve this lifelong goal that she she can't see through that no and you know the thing is is that one of the things that you know women in academia are not really looked upon as well as men, no matter how smart mm-hmm. they are, because there's still that kind of double standard in academia. I I, I can remember my sister-in-law was was uh, when she was putting herself through law school. She was also an a, um, an associate professor down in North Carolina, and um, she you know a lot of people like pish poshed her. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it is. I think it's slowly changing, but mm-hmm. um, you know, because we are at 2020, but it's still there is uh, there is still that um, there's still that the discrimination. Yeah. Um, so. And now, Betty noted, no one will take her seriously if she is a mess. I agree with that's, that. That's, she that's, said her body's going through a lot. She needs to adjust. The woman needs to take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Betty and Lori says, I understand Julia's turmoil and Betty noted, but women go under a lot of stress and pressure. They are expected to bounce back from major life changes. It's unrealistic. I know. And Anna noted, Anna noted she's young and feels her identity is her education and ultimate, um, PhD goal is her goal. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with everything you guys have said. Um, It's, it's, and it is a challenge. Uh, I'm just thinking of my own personal experience though. I would not have been able to do any, I mean, I was, I had a very, very, very long labor and there was no way. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I had, I had, I had, I could not return right. to work that there's no way I, I had to recover physically. Um, not to mention the fact I wanted to be. Yeah. And um, she had a cesarean. My she daughter. Was- yeah, she had a right. C-section, and that, you know, have I had one, and, have you know, just trying to get, get yourself, I mean, coughing is a deal when you right. have a C-section. You know, you feel like your stomach's being ripped apart. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so Julie could tell that Gabriel was holding back on her, so she uh, asked if he took her to the hospital, who would have to look after Claire? And because she hadn't pumped any milk and, and she was worried about that. And, and, and I love this, too, because they're both academics, right? So they're both throwing these really meaningful arguments like, what mm-hmm. about this and what about that? And, you know, mm-hmm. she's countering. She's countering him. She's she's trying to present her case. You know, yeah. what about Claire? We can't leave her. In... <laughs> nice try, Julia. Yeah, really. So, you know, he says, well, you know, Gabriel's telling her, well, you know, we could have Rachel look after Claire and, and you could feed her before we go to the hospital. And if we're not home in time for her next feeding, um, 
you know, they could have Richard and Rachel bring her to the hospital and she could feed her in the hospital. And one of the... Uh, Very logical. That is logical. You know, and, and an infant that young on uh, breastfeeding is on demand. So it's not, it's not, not that easy to do. But in any event, then um, she's like, well, he started to formulate an argument, but he stopped it and he says, well, we'll just take her with us. And that was settled and he reached for the soap and finished washing Julia, uh, trying very hard to mask his anxiety, which is a right. tough thing to do. Um, so right. he asked, because he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to panic her either. No. But, um, you know, I, I think, and she's in this emotional roller coaster and mm -hmm. just, all those emotions, like SR had noted in his response, were so close to the surface. So I think that's also why her her doctorate, her her career goal is is kind of raising to the top because that is something that is part of her identity, as Anna mm -hmm. so rightly pointed out, and that's something she could fixate on because she really didn't want to deal with whatever was going on with her physically. Um, so she's like. You know, I have to go back to school. I have to go back and finish my mm -hmm. courses. I, I have to go back and, and continue my pursuit of my degree. Um, and I think Gabriel just realized you know, she's kind of uh, in denial and needs well, and, to have someone check her out. And they've also learned enough about each other. They knew how to pick and choose their arguments. True. So. That hence him holding back <laughs> mm -hmm. and her noticing him holding back. Yes. You know, because restraint was never one of um, uh, Gabriel's uh, strengths. No, and fighting and arguing back, not fighting back, but arguing back was not one of hers either. Right. Right. So. It is, again, it's so interesting to see their character development. Mm -hmm. So we'd asked SR um, if, if he thought uh, Gabriel would have forced her to go if uh, she hadn't acquiesced. And he said, yeah, I think Gabriel would have insisted she go. He was very worried. Yeah, I thought so, too. But I, I wanted to I wanted to get his take on that mm -hmm. um, to see if he really would have or if he was going to give her a little bit of time and then wait for one other thing to happen before going. And mm -hmm. and Josie just wrote um, Josie Josie wrote. Um, it's very frustrating when circumstances beyond your control dictate a change of course. And yes, I think we can all relate to that at one point or the other. Something that you had planned on didn't quite happen. Um, and I think, you know, Julia, when she learned of her pregnancy was, you know, that was panic. It was mm -hmm. a panic. I mean, her whole discussion around having children was always after the doctorate, after the doctorate, after the doctorate. Right, so right. when when her um, birth control um, didn't work due to the uh, antibiotics she took, and she got pregnant, um, that took that really gave her a tailspin. Which she probably, even though she adjusted and is happy to have Claire, it's all still so new, mm -hmm. and she's still probably processing that. Probably. Um, and, and Anna had noted, I understand the feeling that she had to push her through for herself during her breast cancer, Anna noted. She was married with three sons. Her husband was chronically ill on dialysis. 
I worked full time, she said, with on-call duties. I was in the middle of second master's degree and took off 19 days total with surgery, chemo, radiation. I just did what needed to be done. But I was 51 and not mm-hmm. 23. Anna, my gosh. That's an awful what, lot to deal with. God bless you. That is an awful lot to deal with. But I, I know sometimes you just have to do. Mm-hmm. You just have to do. You can't think about it. You just have to do what you feel in your heart you need to do. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what amazing strength you have. Yeah, I'm absolutely. so hard. sorry you had to go through all of that. And Lori noted, oh my, Anna, that is amazing. That mm-hmm. is harder than Julia's situation. Absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. And Josie said, and the fear that sh- she won't get back on track for her doctorate it, and is, is a real one. And Josie, mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that too. I know people who started degrees and they stopped in their course Mm-hmm. And they didn't go back. I also know people who ended up going back years later. We had a dear friend who, this uh, this was not due to childbirth. It was due to other circumstances. He was one class away from a master's degree. And it took him years to go and finish that one course. But we said, look, you have gone through so much. You know, we support you, whatever you need. You know, you just have to, you have to do it because you'll, you'll, you'll regret it. Mm-hmm. And yes, Anna is greater than Wonder Woman. Yes, she um, is. And, and, and Betty noted, Betty just said, you are Wonder Woman, Anna. And um, Anna said, and like sweet Claire, my three boys were also post vasectomy success. Wow. Wow. That's, That's great. incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a blessing. That is so amazing. And yes, Wonder Woman. And I just saw the ads for Wonder Woman 84. 1984 yesterday um, mm-hmm. on TV. So Wonder Woman is fresh in my mind. I can't wait to see that. It's releasing on Christmas Day. I know. Um, it's going to be on but, HBO Max too. Yep. Yep. They're trying a, a new tact uh, live streaming as well. I think that's, it's going to be very interesting for the movie industry. Um, yeah, I, there, there's been some pushback there for some of the. Oh, there's been a, there's a lot of pushback there. It's incredibly controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are afraid they're going to be dismantling the theater system, the movie, um, you know, the movie theater uh, system. But I, I have to say, I, I don't think that will ever they will ever go away, because people. That is, it's, it's, it's experiential mm-hmm. and I, I think it may be different, but I do not think theater going is, is going to go away. Obviously post COVID things will mm-hmm. get back on track. Um, and Josie said her husband needed four credits for his BA when we married. I convinced him to complete it, but it was difficult at the start. He started in 1981 and graduated in 88. You and know you what? Do what Kudos. you got to do. Yeah. My, I, my sister, um, my sister graduated from nursing school and at the, when she graduated, you didn't need to have a bachelor's degree. And wow. she, she had an associate's in uh, a science of nursing. And mm-hmm. she was working in New Jersey 
as a hospice director and they told her that if she wanted to continue as the hospice director she had to have or finish her bachelor's so uh she did that she finished it i think about six years ago it took her a while but she did it it's incredible i've worked with people who've gone back to college or, or went to college had not started it um for a variety of reasons and it's it's you know people it's incredible what mm -hmm. can happen when you put your mind to it and are able to have good support. And uh, Anna had noted her son's already had a father who is not getting better. And when she's talking about her situation mm -hmm. and she said they didn't need to deal with thinking their mom was checking out and she had wonderful support. And I think That's the support good. piece is so, so, so important. important. So, so important. And um, Lori says she misses the movie theaters um, Josie says, I hope drive-ins come back. And Betty said, I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon, maybe in a few years. And, and Josie, in terms of the drive-ins coming back, come on over to my neck of the woods. Um, we have a couple drive-in theaters within not too far of a drive, um, in South Central or South Central Pennsylvania. And, uh, the drive-ins actually stayed open longer this year. Mm -hmm. because uh, people have, they have been um, doing well because during, um, during COVID, it really was one of the few things you could do. Um, they had made upgrades. So um, for the sound system, um, they had to separate. Um, you couldn't park right next to each other. So you had to socially distance even with the cars. Um, and they did all of the uh, safety precautions, but it was interesting to see mm -hmm. um, how they did that. We had a bunch hope, of pop-up drive-ins. I do drive hope we have, they had pop-up drive-ins. They also had, um, I know another interesting thing, there were a lot of live stream concerts mm -hmm. that were working through. Um, it is a great time to open one. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if someone wants to buy one, the drive-in that, I was just referring to called HARS, H-A-A-R apostrophe S had been for sale, has been for sale for like two years. And, um, we were all worried that they're going to close and the buyer will like bulldoze it over and people mm -hmm. love this theater. Um, there's one, another one is like 45 minutes to an hour away. And I think there's one in Northern Maryland. That's not too mm -hmm. far from here mm -hmm. too. Anna noted that uh, we, they also have a few drive-ins in Western PA. Um, they even held dance recital viewings there. Oh, mm -hmm. Anna, that's that, a, that would be fun. That is really a cool idea. Um, I'm going to share the, that with the owner of my dance studio. And you we know, did the, a Zoom, the dance, we did the, the dance or the um, music, the stuff that's going on. You know, they there's a lot of that. Like the, some artists have done through Zoom or. Uh, mm -hmm. whatever platform and have gone to drive-ins to have it shown. Um, I know that Matthew Barber is doing a, uh, a concert, I believe December 20th online. Um, I yes. think you can find the link in, in SR's feed and he, uh, I think it's $20 and I'm not sure if that's Canadian or American. I think it's Canadian, but it's, uh, the money goes to, uh, help, um, feed Canada. Uh, which is a charity, it. food bank charity in Canada. And he did one, uh, I think, earlier this year uh, uh, through Zoom, he and his sister Jill. 
I think Jill ran the Zoom <laughs> and uh, he did the, but it was like out of his living room. It was very cool. It was very cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I remember you had a chance to watch. You yeah. said it was so good. It was good. Um, and he had, he, yeah. he, he had taken questions from some of the people on Zoom. KK was one of them where, um, you know, because he, they had asked for questions to be put to him early, earlier, and she had posted something to him, and he asked her to, to speak on the Zoom about it as well. And uh, Dana um, in uh-huh. Ontario. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so lots of neat things, lots of neat things. So we... And we, uh, I... I before you did that, I just, I saw, um, I wanted to read the other two comments about the drive-ins. Josie mm-hmm. said she grew up on Long Island. They were all over the place and they're all gone now. I know us too. Um, Lori, I know. Um, that's why I was so happy that they had, they still have some around here. Um, the one that I attended when I was growing up is long gone. It's mm-hmm. office building complex. Now, Lori said their nutcracker aired at the drive-in and is also on streaming. Uh, we are still in a very bad COVID situation. Our hospitals are full. And sadly, Lori, um, I think that really is the case across much of the country. The surge um, post-Thanksgiving is in full force. Um, Jean Ann's not on today, and I think mm. that's probably a sign that she's probably working. Um, and real busy. As, really, really busy. And Anna said, it was so fun for the kids and families. The dancers were filmed in costumes. Families decorated their cars and spots. The kids wore costumes, distance, but a good time. And um, interestingly, our show in in the summer, we actually did, it was when they finally opened things up, we did a socially distanced show at the theater, not in front of an audience, but for filming and streaming. Um, It was incredible the lengths of time we the how it was organized it was incredible so we actually did a stage performance um even though the choreography was taught all through zoom Mm -hmm. and uh the holiday uh and it was like it was a live stream thing i think the drive-in idea was really fantastic and i'm going to share that with our studio person um Ellie uh, Reed is t- uh, telling, uh, saying she's there about the amazing story. She said she was pursuing her master's when she decided it was time to have children and was traveling all over California to do so. And she was pregnant with Maya when she finished her credential in San Francisco traveling and only taking one partial semester off. And amazing. Then, yeah. And then with the uh, master's, she got pregnant with my so as a celebration uh blessed that my dad was still with us at the time and he could drive me in in the beginning and ride along and he could no longer drive all the long trips to bakersfield oakland san francisco and la but for distance classes but uh she knew that i would not finish if i I took too, too much time off so i did understand julia's resistance to taking time off Mm-hmm. wow Mm-hmm. Again, I'm amazed with the people in this community. Um, incredible stuff, Ellie. That's good stuff. Really mm-hmm. good stuff. And um, how that resonated, Julia's resistance mm-hmm. um, resonated with you on a very personal level, which is really cool. And she also noted Jean Ann is really busy. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Lori said, God bless Jean Ann and all the healthcare providers. Absolutely. Yes, agree. Well, last year, are you expected to join the Rockettes next year? <laughs> I'm too short. I'm too short. I don't know if they still have a height requirement, but they did. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I think they do. And I don't, I don't make it. So <laughs> sadly, no, Betty. Sadly, Darn. no. Darn. But I, but I, I do dance with the, um, Susquehanna Dance Academy and, uh, you can, I don't know if we have any of our performances out on Facebook or not, but maybe someday I'll show you, uh, <laughs> I'll share a link. No, oh, I love it. I've been dancing mm. on and off since I was eight years old and I will dance as long as I possibly can. I have our, our studio is very unique in the fact that it's, um, all ages, all stages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, at one point there were over half of the students were adults which is very unusual. Usually the dance schools are for the little itty bitties and the, the younger, um, kids. And I, I, there was a woman, um, Faye who danced there until she passed away and she was in her eighties. Wow. She uh, kept tapping. Um, Faye was always physically fit though. I mean, she was, she was rollerblading and I mean, she was just this incredible force. Um, her daughter danced there. Her granddaughter danced there. At one point, there were three generations mm -hmm. um, performing at the studio, um, and 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 it was all about wellness. And you know, obviously, for those who wanted to pursue it seriously, they could be in the company. But for those, there are a lot of adults who will just do it for exercise and for their mental and spiritual wellness. So, yes, I highly encourage it. If you guys can take a class or find hey, something online to follow it, it's Go always it. fun i took uh my last dance class i took was irish step dancing oh, i've always wanted to do that hard i was afraid it would kill knees. my knees hard yep. on the knees i will say that's that. why i i didn't um and yeah actually ellie i wanted to watch that i was very excited um tina fey uh was the moving force behind the special uh for broadway and the rockets were on that mm -hmm. night. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm hoping I can still catch a, a recording of it. Cause, um, I think that's really cool, but Tina Fey, big fan of Broadway, big mm -hmm. supporter of the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, she's from your neck of the woods, Pammy. Yes. Yeah, she Outside is of from Philly. Upper Darby. Yep. Upper and, Darby. Uh, her, uh, favorite restaurant Pika's I've been to. It's a very good Italian restaurant. Mm, oh, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Betty says, in my mind, I dance like Ginger Rogers, but in reality, I think I look like Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's so about where I am too, Betty. But you know what? I don't care. I just, I was dancing around the kitchen this morning. Uh, mm -hmm. Erica, uh, E.L. James has um, a couple of really good uh, playlists uh, nice. on her Spotify account that I, I listen to every now and then. And it was just a lot of fun. Mm. Anyway, and, and <clears throat> yes, we continue, Anna continued ballet through pregnancy. God bless you. Yep, Anna, I did too. I danced. I danced. Um, I had a class. I think I was there Friday night, and I went into labor on Sunday. <laughs> I I danced all the way through, and I think for me it helped me. And for those of you who've ever done dance classes, um. You know, when you're in labor, they have you focus and you, you, you're supposed to try and focus on something. And for me, what helped get me through my labor 
was going through the warm-up routine at the ballet bar. I had the music. I still have it in my mind every time if I, if I need to just kind of meditate or, or zone out. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is what I, I hear and I see in my mind. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, dance has been, a an incredible part of my life. It's really, really, um, keeps me grounded and keeps me sane. That's good. So, so I will tell you as far as step dancing, the most I remember right now is how to do my sevens. They're called, and it's a, uh, it's a, a series of steps you take, take going across like at a diagonal. Go oh, wow. And you every you always match whatever your right side is doing, you match on the left side. So it goes both, you know. Mm-hmm. It sounds and, like time uh, steps in yeah, dancing. Yeah. And uh the the what I one thing I don't remember is how you do the crossover. Uh, there's a special mm. way of doing it. And uh I, I don't remember how to do it, so I'm I'm not very good at it. Not that I was good then, but it was fun to do. Yeah. So anyway, very cool. We, All right, <clears throat> shall we uh, tell them about our upcoming we've got uh, some, calendar of events? We have a couple good things coming up. Um, next week we're going to uh, work on chapter nine, and uh, of Gabriel's promise. But um, Christmas Day, we've decided to keep the podcast chat room open for anybody who would like to stop in, say hello, sort of like an open house. We're not going to be recording anything, but just you know. If you need to talk, if you just want to feel you feeling disjointed, you want to come involved. Um, I'll be monitoring the 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 chat room all day, and and Leslie will be coming in and out. Um, Sr. It was very excited to hear about this, and he said that he would, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we pick a couple of people, get their email addresses, and he's going to send some books over um, to whoever happens to pop in uh we um yeah so we'll that, have a that, drawing for that yeah that's gonna Random be a lot drawing of, we're gonna be we're looking i'm looking forward to that uh my my christmas like everybody else's is gonna be all screwed up anyway so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing who comes in um also the day after christmas we are going to be selling paul norris's birthday and we will be celebrating with um Betty and Perling of the Gabriel Series Fan Podcast. So we're looking forward to that as well. That's going to be so much fun Mm -hmm. because Paul's birthday is December 23rd. Um, So what better way to celebrate Paul than with Mrs. Norris Mm -hmm. (laughs) herself, as Betty says, the best day ever. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Josie, we, we've gotten we're getting a lot of good feedback on the idea of doing the um, Christmas open house. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you guys like the idea. Um, as as Josie noted, Christmas is not always great for everyone, and this year especially. And that's what we thought. And I'm crediting. I mean, Pam, this was Pam's idea. She came up with. And when we were talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, absolutely, because it's going to be unusual. I mean, for a lot of people, it's going to be like almost every other day, right? Because I know for me, I'm in quarantine land, mm-hmm. self-imposed quarantine land. Um, not as much now. Um, I, I will go out when needed, but mm-hmm. I'm really avoiding being out as much as I can. So um, I think this will be 
a good thing. Yeah. And yes, happy Hanukkah. um, Happy Hanukkah. That's one thing that uh, for all who celebrates, we are on the second day of the Festival of Lights. Mm -hmm. Um, And Betty's going to be bringing lots of bottles of her special water. Oh, good. Also bringing her partner in crime, Miss Perling, as well. Perling mm-hmm. will be joining as well, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Live from Venezuela, mm-hmm. um, unboxing day, and yes, oh how appropriate! Mm-hmm. Very appropriate Boxing Day for Paul's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um. And she, Betty, is working on her new quiz. I had no doubt that's going to be. That's going to be good. Really, really good. Very excited about that. So lots of good things to come. And we are working ahead, um, planning events for 2021, Mm -hmm. uh, already mapping some ideas on the calendar. So I'm super excited about Yeah, it's going to be let's it's going to be fun coming up and and you know we're just all kinds of good things all kinds of good things yes as sr says good things are coming mm-hmm. winky smile and, <laughs> winky smile yes and anna did note um that pennsylvania just shut down again yes, she hopes this did. ends soon the mental health crises amongst all ages is skyrocketing and Anna, you would know that so well there's so many people on the front lines that we have to thank um and we're here for you so just yes. remember that too sr has noted that several times um yeah, he makes-, makes a point when we when he responds to us for the podcast prep he really wants people to know that they can reach out mm-hmm. and we are we are here um so if you ever just need someone to text or tweet or um, if you want to have a laugh, you can listen back to um, podcasts um, mm-hmm. to get your mind off of things because there are some doozies in there. Oh, God, yes. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think the podcast where we lost control is probably one of the, the craziest ones or the live from Syracuse. That's a good one, yes. Um, yes, the the... the there are lots of lots of fun ones. Of course, there's when SR is on is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the James uh, Andrew James Fraser Andrew interview and we Tosca. Have Tosca. So is there's always, some good ones is, out there. Yeah, lots and lots. And as as uh, thank you, Lori. Lori says she appreciates us so much. Thank you. And Betty's hope here's hoping 2021 will be a better year. It will be. It will be because we're we're getting out of this thing. It's going to be a while, yeah. But by this time be. next year, I think we're going to be in good shape. And so. I know, you know, as as hard as filming is right now, anywhere. I was uh, actually listening to a uh, interview that Jamie Dornan uh, did on his new movie Wild Mountain Time, and he was saying that he just filmed a, finished filming a movie called Belfast. Uh, with Kenneth Branagh and he said it was very strange it was very strange doing this because everybody is in masks and he says the first three days you know you're you're all in the same hotel together so that and you're tested COVID tested every day and you're always in masks except when you're actually filming and um he said so it was 
He said the first three days were very unusual and then it became sort of routine. And the fact that you're all together in one spot creates more of a family and more of a family, um, more of a camaraderie between the actors and the crew. So That's great. It kind yeah. of reminds me of what uh, Passion Flicks did in Syracuse, even pre-COVID. You know, everyone mm -hmm. was stationed mm -hmm. in, in, the same, in the same hotel and... Mm -hmm. It has that really esprit de corps. I mean, they really bonded, um, and I think that's that's really really awesome. So and, and really, I'm very about, hopeful. They've all mentioned how much they miss being together and can't wait to start filming Rapture again. So, and neither can we. Not so, yet, for sure. On that so. note, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening or when you listen, whenever you listen. Um, have a lovely week mm -hmm. and be safe. Be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to do all the holiday stuff. Mm -hmm. um, because I know and it's Anna, different. Anna had a nice note about Facebook has a very nice book discussion groups too. Human contact mm -hmm. through distancing is very important. It is. And it is. we agree. And and, you know, anybody who wants to do a Zoom call for Christmas karaoke or whatever. Let us fun. know. Let us know. So, all right. So, everybody, you have a great day. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a little more cowbell this afternoon uh, or this morning <laughs> with Don't Fear the Reaper. So, have a great day, everybody. Enjoy. And as Betty says, have a great weekend and take time to enjoy a piece or box of chocolate. Absolutely. Always, Betty. Always. Always. <laughs> take care, everybody. <laughs>